Hello and welcome to the podcast for the July 2010 issue of The Lancet Oncology. Richard Lane here and this month I'm joined by Rob Riley from TLO to discuss some of the issue highlights. Welcome Rob. Hi Richard. Actually we're going to focus on the Zodiac trial this month with an interview I've done with the author of that study, Professor Roy Herbst from the MD Anderson Center in Texas in the United States. But just before that Rob, Give us a couple of other highlights from the July issue. Sure, Richard. We've got another bumper issue on our hands here. But in particular, I'd like to draw your attention to a couple of other articles in the research section of the journal. The first of which is the Korean trial, which is looking at the short-term outcomes of laparoscopic surgery for rectal cancer after neoadjuvant chemoradiotherapy. And the second, which is looking at the effect of graft source on unrelated donor stem cell transplantation in adults with acute leukaemia. Many thanks, Rob. And now let's focus on the Zodiac trial, as I said, concerning the treatment of non-small cell lung cancer. Earlier, I spoke to the author of that study, Professor Roy Herbst. Professor Herbst, many thanks indeed for talking to the Lancet Oncology. You're one of the authors of the Zodiac trial in the July issue of TLO, and this is looking at the treatment of non-small cell lung cancer specifically looking at a drug called vandetanib. Can you just tell us a bit about this drug and this class of drugs and what the overall aim was of the Zodiac trial? Zodiac attempts to treat a a group of patients with with very few options with advanced uh, metastatic non-small cell lung cancer whose tumor has progressed through the frontline chemotherapy. Most of those patients receiving platinum-based chemotherapy. And in those patients, there are very few active uh, treatments and, in fact, the median survival is, is normally uh, measured on the order of months. What vendetinib is, is it's a, a dual inhibitor. It inhibits two receptors uh, on cells, on both tumor cells and, uh, in one case, on the endothelial cell, and that's the uh, vascular endothelial growth factor uh, receptor, VEGFR, and the epidermal growth factor receptor, EGFR. And this is a small molecule, meaning it's an oral agent. Basically, it inhibits both of these um, uh, tyrosine kinase receptors uh, targeting both the tumor and the vasculature. And in this way, uh, it's felt to be a a new and and active approach to the treatment of advanced disease. This is a very interesting class of drugs. You know, certainly drugs that target the epidermal growth factor receptor are a standard of care in non-small cell lung cancer. The agent that's being used in the United States uh, for the most part is erlotinib. And uh, agents that target uh, vascular endothelial growth factor are of standard use as well, and that's bevacizumab. So this really uh, is a molecule that combines these two activities uh, in, in one pill. The idea behind this trial was to see if this agent, in combination with docetaxel, could improve the progression-free survival of patients with refractory non-small cell lung cancer. Thank you for that background. And do go on now and tell us about uh, briefly the the details of the trial, because this was a major collaboration, wasn't it? Right. This was an international effort and and truly speaks to the way clinical trials are being done and and will be done in the future. This agent had been uh, taken through phase one as a single agent, and then a phase two trial that was actually led by my colleague, John Hamack, now here at MD Anderson, where we looked at docetaxel plus vandetinib versus docetaxel alone. And that phase two trial showed that there was a promise for the combination with improvements in progression-free survival, reasonable toxicity profiles, and, and this combination at the doses used in this trial, 100 milligrams orally a day of vandetinib plus docetaxel at 75 milligram per meter squared was taken forward to a large phase three trial. 
Now, in order to conduct that phase three trial, we had to look around the world. 1,391 patients were enrolled in this randomized study. The primary endpoint of this trial was progression-free survival to see if we can improve the time before a tumor starts to grow again after treatment with uh, this combination. All patients got uh, the same chemotherapy, that being docetaxel, and in a double-blind way, half the patients got the vandetinib. This paper presents the top-line results of that trial, which uh, met its primary endpoint. There clearly was an improvement in progression-free survival with a hazard ratio of 0.79, with a p-value less than 0.0001. So this was highly statistically significant. If you look at this uh, on the order of the median, this was an improvement from 3.2 to 4.0 months, a rather small difference, admittedly. However, one needs to, in my opinion, not look so much at the median, but at the overall, overall survival curve. And what this tells us is there clearly is a group of patients who derive benefit from the combination. We've not yet uh, truly demonstrated how to identify that group in advance. That will be the subject of future studies to try to look at predictive markers and a more personalized approach to how to, to treat these patients. But the, the thing that's quite interesting about this study is that there have been a large number of uh, small molecule uh, inhibitors that target vascular endothelial growth factor that have been combined with chemotherapy. And for the most part, all those trials to date have been negative. In fact, many of them have even been stopped because of toxicity concerns, that when you target the vascular endothelial growth factor receptor and you combine it with chemotherapy, patients do worse because of toxicity. So one thing that I was very happy to see with this trial is that as predicted by our phase two results, uh, this combination was well tolerated. We could give it to a large number of patients throughout the world. There was clearly an improvement in the progression-free survival, as mentioned. And one of the exploratory endpoints was to look at symptoms. One thing that's very important in oncology is to ask at what cost, you know, if you are improving progression-free survival, is the patient feeling better? Is it really giving them some benefits? So we had a, an assay where we asked patients a number of questions regarding their symptoms as they relate to lung cancer and advanced disease, and we looked to see if the time to worsening of symptoms was lengthened by receiving the vandetinib plus docetaxel versus docetaxel alone. This, in fact, was, was the case with a hazard ratio of 0.77 there was a statistically significant improvement. Overall survival wasn't primary endpoint, was it? Overall survival was not the primary endpoint. We did that on purpose because one of the concerns these days, as you do uh, large trials in lung cancer, is that the primary endpoint of survival can be confounded by the fact that once the patients go off trial, they can go on to other active therapies in a way that's not controlled by the study. That being said, it certainly is important to look at overall survival and if something uh, truly had tremendous benefit, you would think that it would at least show a trend in that direction. That's what we saw here. The hazard ratio for overall survival was 0.91. It was not significantly uh, significant. It's borderline for being a trend, in my opinion. It, it certainly is on the right side of hazard ratio, but to truly see a group that might benefit, we might have to either prescribe what the uh, therapy is after the trial or, you know, one of the areas of my research now here at MD Anderson is to look for predictive markers. And I, I truly believe that someday now with a combination like this, which is well tolerated, which shows some, some positive results, we can make these results even stronger if we explore either immunologic or, or DNA markers or, or maybe even a molecular signature that might help us to understand the group that really benefits, the tail of the curve, so to speak, those patients who are having a long-term benefit there aren't many, but there clearly are some from this combination. Hopefully that will be something that emerges in, in future years. So is it fair to say 
in evaluating results, and you've given an objective analysis there of the results, this is an important step along the way. But until we have better ways of identifying that group of patients who potentially can benefit from a more targeted type of treatment, then this can only be a step along the way because looking at results in the cold light of day, you're seeing a modest benefit in progression-free survival with no, as you said, no statistically significant difference on overall survival. So it's kind of good news, but we shouldn't get too excited. Is that right? These results certainly are, in my opinion, proof of concept for the idea that when you combine a vascular endothelial growth factor inhibitor with chemotherapy, you can see an improvement in the outcome of patients with advanced lung cancer. This, to my knowledge, has, has not been shown except with the agent bevacizumab with chemotherapy, and that was in the frontline setting. These are the first data that I know of with a small molecule tyrosine kinase in lung cancer that show this benefit. That's the good news. I think it speaks to the fact that these agents are all different. Some of them are better tolerated than others. And vendetinib, which, of course, is a dual inhibitor, but, but uh, actually, as we state in the paper, uh, really more potent as a vascular endothelial growth factor inhibitor, can be given with docetaxel safely and, and with some benefit. That said, to be purely objective here, the benefit is modest. Whether or not this results in moving forward with this as an approved drug remains to be seen. It will depend on the results of uh, some other studies with this agent that are ongoing in non-small cell lung cancer. That said, the fact that we were able to show symptom improvement uh, does speak to the fact that Someday we might be looking at agents in lung cancer that might not uh, improve overall survival considerably, but might allow patients to live with their lung cancer for longer periods of time with fewer symptoms. Well, Professor Herbst, it's a very interesting study. Many thanks indeed for talking to The Lancet Oncology. Oh, thank you very much. It's a pleasure to uh, talk to you as well. And do look out for the linked reflection and reaction piece alongside the Zodiac trial in the July issue of TLO. Many thanks to Roy Herbst, to Rob Briley, and to you all for listening. See you next time.